0: This North Carolina triad-based podcast is proudly brought to you by an amazing triad-based business. Ashley McKenzie Sharp with Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. Whether you're in the market for a new home or not, I'm willing to bet that you've at least thought about making a change. And with the fluidity of real estate and interest rates... Your strategy may change by the day, but you know what? There's a nationally recognized loan originator right here that can pivot with you. Need a full qualifying approval to make that competitive offer? Maybe a quick turnaround on closing is the little something extra to help you win the home. Ashley McKenzie Sharp can help, and if you're not moving there's a decent chance you have more equity in your home than you realize. Ashley can help you turn that equity into a long overdue home renovation. Whatever your approach, just give Ashley a call and check out your options. 336-748-4599 or email M at fairwaymc.com. Ashley McKenzie-Sharp, NMLS ID number 100776, is a licensed mortgage originator in North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Florida. Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 2289, equal housing opportunity. This is the Best Health Podcast, brought to you by Atrium Health.
1: Good day, everyone. Welcome back to the latest Atrium Health Podcast. Brought to you by Atrium Health and Atrium Health Wake Forest Baptist. Hope you are doing well and have been staying safe and healthy out there. We have a great, uh, great guest joining us today. As you all probably know, there are different health-related awareness months um, that happen throughout the year, and May is no different. Uh, May focuses on a couple of different uh, specialties within health awareness. And one of the more recognizable ones is Stroke Awareness Month. There's extra emphasis during the month of May just to let the public and community know about what's going on with stroke care and, and stroke awareness and um, prevention and, and all of that good information. With that being said, we have Dr. Stephanie McNeil join us for today's podcast. So I want to welcome you, Dr. McNeil. How are you doing?
2: I'm great. Thank you for having me. Of I hope course. well too.
1: <laughs> yes, ma'am. I am. I know you're very busy with patients, so appreciate you taking time to chat with us and chat with members of the community who are listening and provide some some good nuggets of info that they can take with them uh, to help hopefully reduce the risk of stroke or or help recognize a stroke that might be affecting a friend or family member that they can they can seek help with. So. Before we dive into the stroke-specific content, Dr. Neil, it'd be great if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, a little background and how long you've been at Atrium Health.
2: Yeah, so I'm from Charleston, South Carolina, born um, and lived there most of my life. I went to high school and college in Charleston, in Charleston, um, but I went to the Citadel, just to be clear. Um, And then uh, I went to medical school at the MUSC in Charleston, Sure. completed residency there in neurology, and then went to the University of Alabama at Birmingham for my stroke fellowship. And I've been at Atrium now for almost three
1: years. That's awesome. Charleston is one of my favorite cities to visit in the whole world. I love Charleston. I love food and Charleston has a lot of great
2: foods. So. We have a lot of good food there. Yeah. <laughs>
1: oh my goodness. Love it. And that's great that yeah, you graduated from the Citadel. That's that's fantastic. I appreciate you sharing a little bit about yourself and um, want to get into some of the stroke questions I have for you and, and get your feedback on, on some of them. The first one I want to start out with is maybe just talk to us a little bit about what specific stroke services and expertise and, and specialization that we have at Atrium Health, how that helps patients who are coming in to get treatment for, from us.
2: Yeah. So at Atrium Health, we have a large variety of uh, members, not just neurologists, who are usually the ones who take care of acute strokes, um, determining what type of stroke it is uh, and what type of treatment we'll provide. Um, it even starts before that, uh, EMS is trained in recognizing strokes. Um, the emergency medicine team is very, uh, important part of help recognizing strokes and recognizing if patients are a candidate for stroke treatment, they'll call the neurology team. Um, we'll evaluate people, um, immediately either in person or, um, via computer, um, virtually. We have a team of telestroke nurses who cover um,
0: mm-hmm. some
2: of our hospitals who help aid in um, the care um, so that we can see more patients. And they help me see more patients uh, You know, by helping coordinate things so that we can be more efficient. We also have radiologists who are trained in neurology and stroke mm-hmm. who um will help identify uh some things. I think most of the neurologists read their own images, but the radiologists are always great at finding, you know, extra things that help us with the care. Mm-hmm. And then um, once we determine if a patient is a candidate for uh stroke treatment, there's two different types. We have the stroke medicine that mm-hmm. the neurologist will help with, um, a medicine called TPA. And some people aren't a candidate for the stroke medicine, but they may be a candidate for intervention with someone who does procedures and surgeries. And at Atrium, we have our neurosurgeons um, who do that. We also have interventional radiologists who can do these endovascular treatment that I, I tell patients their stroke surgeries to help remove some of the clots out of the brain. And then even after our patients are admitted, we have critical care available. We have our nurses trained in neurology and stroke Mm -hmm. as well. We have stroke navigators to help patients transition in their families, patients and their families transition in the hospital and out the hospital all the way to our rehab team once our patients have left the hospital. And then we also see them in clinic as well. We try to get all our stroke patients in stroke (laughs) clinic at least once. Um, so that we can help coordinate care once they leave the hospital. So it's a large team, multiple members of the team, and everyone does their part um, to try to help address stroke care.
0: This show is presented by The Ginther Group, a real estate team based right here in the Triad and the only ones we trust here on the Triad Podcast Network. I've been podcasting with Blake Ginther and his team for a few years now, always blown away by how well the experts at The Ginther Group can make sense of a rapidly changing and oftentimes chaotic real estate market. I know I feel smarter after each episode we record right here on the Triad Podcast Network. Then when it came to sell a home, I chose the Ginther Group. They steered me in the right direction at all times in terms of how much time and money to invest in order to maximize the things I wanted out of the transaction. And we ended up selling for nearly 10% above asking, Look, I can't guarantee you the same results, but why wouldn't you at least meet with them and see what's possible? Call 336-283-8689 or visit theginthergroup.com to see if The Ginther Group can help you own your future. Now back to the show.
1: I think some of the, the latest advancements, they're just incredible With <clears throat> on the medication side, but also on the surgical side. you know, I, I had a family member a couple of years ago, right before covid started actually that she had a stroke and, and, you know, was rushed to the hospital. And uh, it's just amazing how quickly, you know, a patient can get in and start receiving care and in thrombectomy or other types of procedures to remove the clot. And just, it, it just night and day or 180 degrees, how, how quickly the patient improves in some cases. And, um, you know, I think that's not uncommon to, to probably have a family member at some point, for anyone listening, might suffer a stroke or or suspected stroke. Um, And I think that's one of the reasons we're chatting today is just to raise awareness about what they can do. With that being said, I just wanted to maybe set a little bit of a foundation and ask you, what are some of the major signs and symptoms of a stroke?
2: Yeah, so um, there's several different signs and symptoms. We like to use the acronym BFAST. Um, I usually tell patients when you're having a stroke, it's important to be fast and get to the hospital as soon as you can. And this Mm -hmm. acronym, um, I usually write it down for them or we have printed cards. The B in BFAST stands for balance or dizziness. If all of a sudden this happens, it could be a stroke. Um, So we recommend um, seeking evaluation. E, eye symptoms or trouble seeing out of one eye or both eyes. That can be a sign of a stroke. The next one people are more familiar with, F and B fast is facial droop. Um, yeah. We usually tell people to smile. And if one side of your face doesn't move as much as the other side, if it's droopy, that can be a sign of a stroke. A is for arm weakness. So we have friends or family members raise both arms. And if one arm falls or isn't able to um, stay elevated, that can be a sign of a stroke. With that being said, it's not just the arm, it's also the leg. If one leg is weaker than the other, that can be a sign of stroke. S is for speech changes. And so, you know, I tell people if you can't understand what someone else is saying or they can't understand you, that can be a sign of stroke. If you ask someone to, you know, some simple questions that they should know, you ask them to repeat a question and it's not making sense or it's very difficult to understand, very slurred and muffled that can be concerning for stroke and then t and b fast is time and that's the time to count time to call 911 i always recommend everyone call 911 because not every hospital is a stroke capable hospital when you call 911 EMS is notified that this is a stroke and they take you to the closest hospital where you can be evaluated for stroke those gotcha. are the most common signs of stroke but we have some other signs if you want to talk about those.
1: <laughs> well, I think that, that acronym is great for people just to tuck in the back of their mind, BFAS. Mm-hmm. If everyone listening, if you don't take anything away, just remember the BFAS acronym for balance, eyes, face, arms, speech, and time. And, uh, you know, that's an interesting point you bring, bring up about the EMS, being aware of, you know, the proper facilities to transport a patient uh, for suspected stroke. And, you know, I think that speaks to um, Atrium Health is a comprehensive stroke center, correct, which is one of the highest levels of certification an uh, institution can receive, if I'm not mistaken, right?
2: Yes, it is.
1: So that's, that's I think, uh, a vote of confidence. People are are seeking treatment within Atrium Health that it is, a, it is a certified comprehensive stroke center, which is great. So we mentioned if we start seeing one or more of these symptoms in the BFAST acronym, you said you know probably the most important thing to do is call 911. And I think some people you know have never called 911 before; they've never had to, or they might, for some reason, be a little apprehensive about you know quote unquote bothering the emergency system. You would probably say that's that they should not worry about that and, and call 911 as soon as they can, right?
2: Yes, that's correct. Um, we tell people to call 911 as soon as you notice the symptoms. In, in training, you know, we're taught you can lose up to two million brain cells per minute when you're having a stroke, oh, wow. and so the longer we wait, the more you know likely damage um, could be irreversible. Yeah. And we also have treatment for stroke. Um, the medicine for stroke, we can, you know, we try to give it um, within the first three hours. Sometimes a little bit longer than that, but you know, if you make it within the first three hours, for sure you're a candidate mm-hmm. of for the treatment. And so um, I often don't like for people to wait. I've had people say, oh, my arm was numb and weak. And I thought it was just falling asleep. So I took a nap and I woke up and now I can't move my whole side of my body. And, you know, you know, it's important to take these things seriously because, you know, by the time you wake up for a nap, it may be too, may be too late to get any treatment. And then any acute treatment and then we'll have to work on the other half of stroke which is the rehab and recovery half
1: I guess better safe than sorry right you, you would like to have someone come in and, and maybe think they're having a stroke and you'd be able to give them the, the news that you know possibly they're not it's, it might be something else as opposed to the other way around where they waited too long and and you know maybe they were putting it off or thought it was something else and and it was indeed a stroke so um, I think that those are all great points, Dr. McNeil. I appreciate that. Um, and that's very interesting, up to 2 million brain cells a minute. thats that. I think that just speaks to the, the critical nature of getting help as soon as possible. That's, that's, that's very interesting. Kind of related to that, as we're talking about stroke and stroke care, I think one thing that I, I need to ask you is you know, and I guess maybe almost every topic is is kind of in the light of COVID and, and the pandemic that we've been going through for the last couple of years. And, you know, I think that stroke care in light of COVID and kind of where we are and we see numbers ebbing and flowing with case numbers going up and going down and going up and going down. Talk to us a little bit about what you've seen as far as stroke care during COVID and, you know, maybe the impact of, of care or people. Avoiding care at, in in some cases around COVID, I think that would be interesting for
2: listeners. Yeah, so I I will say stroke care hasn't really changed during COVID. We're still providing the same level of care during um, the pandemic as we did before. And now, when things appear to be uh, improving, you know, our level of care for the most part has not changed. Um, again, we can still see people virtually, even if they have. Uh, active COVID infection. Um, I see people virtually whether or not they have it. So, you know, our level of care hasn't changed. I do agree with you. I I think that there have been a lot of cases where people did not come to the hospital as soon as, you know, their symptoms started because of, you know, I don't want to go to the hospital. That's where the patients with, you know, coronavirus are. I don't want to get COVID. And we, Mm -hmm. Have seen people um, delay their care and, and maybe put themselves outside of the eligibility to receive treatment because of um, the delay. And, you know, I'll say that we uh, do a really good job of trying to reduce any contamination. We, we're still there. We still want to protect uh, all brains from stroke. And I, I always try to tell. Uh, people, let me take care of your brain. And, and we have plenty of people on staff who can help uh, prevent, um, you know, the spread of COVID. And I think for, I think we did a really good job of that during the pandemic and, you know, without losing any, changing our methods of treatment.
0: The Triad Podcast Network is presented by Icon Custom Builders in Winston-Salem. We've all been there. You're thinking of making some changes around the house. So what do you do? You take to social media, ask for recommendations to make those home improvements, and inevitably, you get 20 responses, and each one has a different answer. You're even more confused. Well, we're here to make it easy for you. Just talk to our friends at Icon Custom Builders. Whether it's a large or small renovation, they've been transforming homes in the triad since 2005. And like we've been saying for several months now, chances are you've got more equity in your home than you realize. So now could be the perfect time to consider some upgrades. Maybe you want to modernize your kitchen or optimize your outdoor space for entertaining. You can even restore your older home with a more functional layout and design while preserving the original character and charm. Whatever's on your wish list, Icon can help turn it into reality. Now, if you're like me, the whole idea of home renovation is overwhelming. But not to worry, Icon has a full service design build team that guides homeowners through every step of the process. Just visit their website, iconcustombuilders.com to schedule a consultation and start your dream project today.
1: I'm glad you brought that up. That's really interesting, you know, that the neuro experts and the and the comprehensive staff for stroke care is still there, still doing the, your job day in and day out you know, the whole, the entire system, healthcare system, Atrium Health, lots of people that are taking extraordinary measures to keep staff and patients safe in light of COVID. So I appreciate that kind of reassurance that that you're giving in in your comments. I think that's important for community members and and potential patients to hear. So I appreciate that. Um, I did want to talk about a little bit more. I know you touched on that earlier, Dr. McNeil, and maybe want to dive a little bit deeper. Obviously there's many strokes that happen not only in our area, but across the country each year. And I think you touched on the comprehensive and sometimes intensive care that people can receive after they've suffered a stroke and kind of how you lead people through that continuum of of recovery. Um, If you want to just dive a little bit deeper into that, I think uh, people might find that information very helpful.
2: Once someone comes in the hospital for stroke, the, the thing that we're doing in the hospital, is trying to figure out the cause of their strokes. We do a number of tests to figure out, to try to figure out what happened and how to prevent any new strokes in the future. Okay. Um, So that's probably the first thing that we do. As soon as it's determined to be safe, we have our therapists evaluate um, all patients with stroke for the potential for uh, recovery, stroke rehab and recovery. It includes the physical therapist for ambulation, walking, mobility, um, the occupational therapist for use of your hands in everyday life. And then our speech therapist will also help with not only speaking and um, diction and and how clear you sound, but also swallowing. You know, I also often tell people you can be weak on one half of your body and weak on one half of your throat. And so we have to have uh, you know our speech therapist come in to um, assess uh, is it safe to swallow um, or will food go down the wrong pipe and cause complications, things like that. I usually tell all my patients, my job is to make sure you're medically stable and to prevent any new stroke and get you to rehab as soon as possible. And there's different levels of rehab. Um, Usually our therapists determine um, what type of rehab um, our patients qualify for. My job is to try to get everyone to acute rehab. Um, Mm -hmm. I tell people it's the rehab hospital. It's like a boot camp where you get lots of um, activity and lots of um, recovery for whatever deficits you have. And unfortunately, I'm usually not a part of that um, side once you leave the hospital. Our um, team, um, the physiatrist, PM&R and rehab, uh, physical medicine and rehab, they are the team that really is in the rehab um, hospitals mm-hmm. along with the therapists, And they do such a great job so that when we see patients in clinic, we also have a stroke survivor group, we'll see our patients there and how much they've recovered from when we first saw them in the hospital to you know months later when they are walking back into the support group to show us how well they did. Um, I think that's always very rewarding because we don't, you know, we're doing our job on the acute side, but when you see someone recovers, it's actually very motivating to keep doing the good work. Yeah.
1: I can, I can imagine how rewarding that would be. As we get closer wrapping up here, we're, we're talking with Dr. Stephanie McNeil with Atrium Health during stroke awareness month. And she's offering lots of good information about strokes and, the type of care people can receive. I'm sure that her and her colleagues would love not to see you in the first place for having a stroke. Uh, and, and to that point, Dr. McNeil, if you can share maybe some good tidbits of ways to reduce our risk of having stroke in the first place.
2: You're absolutely right. Uh, most times, by the most often by the time I see patients, they've already had a stroke. So we're doing secondary stroke prevention, preventing any new strokes. But the same things that we do for secondary stroke prevention are some of the same things you would do with your primary care. Um, and we call that primary stroke prevention. So, the number one cause of stroke is uh, high blood pressure, hypertension. So, um, you know, just controlling your blood pressures um, in, in conjunction with your primary care providers. Probably the best way to reduce your stroke risk. Other things that I'm often telling people uh, and families are about controlling blood sugars with diabetes, watching your cholesterol, diet, exercise is always um, important. Mm -hmm. Smoking of all kinds is is, uh, not good for uh, your vessels and it does increase your risk of stroke. And even some other things that we wouldn't think about, like some things like sleep apnea, certain systemic conditions. Um, even some people have abnormal heart rhythms that can cause stroke. And so, most mm-hmm. often, even if we see people who've had a stroke, um, once we've addressed their cause, we send patients back to their primary care provider so that you know, we can prevent any new strokes. And I always joke with my patients. I'm like, I need you to help put me out of business. I don't want anyone to have a stroke. Yeah. Put me out of business and take care of all of these risk factors, not only for yourself, but with your family. And, and you know, we have some really good primary care providers who are doing the work, but, it, you know, it, it takes, it's just as much effort from our patients. And, you know, stroke is a big motivator, but how about motivate everyone before having a stroke so that they don't have to see me. That would be absolutely. Yeah. Yes,
1: that is, that is a great way to put it. Um, well, Dr. McNeil, we appreciate you so much taking your time and talking with us today um, about stroke awareness and stroke prevention. This has been great information. So, Thank you well, so much. <laughs> absolutely. As we wrap up, I just want to let people know that uh, you can get more information about all kinds of care, including stroke care, atriumhealth.org. If you have questions, um, or if you want to contact a, a provider and get more information, um, you can just go to our website and that information will be available to you. As we wrap up, you know, if you found any of this information useful, please share this podcast with your family and friends. We want as many people to, to be aware of, of these prevention tactics and care tactics as possible. Um, as we wrap up, one last plug for the BFAST acronym. I want everyone to have put that in the back of their mind. Thanks to Dr. McNeil for sharing that. Until we talk again, I hope everyone continues to be well.
0: You've been listening to the Best Health Podcast, brought to you by Atrium Health.